Now, Connect FM Sports puts every play under review with Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. The Chiefs are champions again. We'll recap the game and talk about where it lies on the list of all-time great Super Bowls. The Penguins' playoff hopes are slipping away. Is it time to pull the plug on the season and start the rebuild? We'll talk to first-time guest Andrew Destin from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette for his take. Tonight's episode marks a year since Under Review began. Happy anniversary, fellas. We'll take a look back at the most memorable moments and our best and worst takes. I'm Dave Herzen. And I'm Dave Glass. I'm Bob Anderson. Stay tuned as we discuss these topics and more as we go Under Review. Sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. On Connect FM, your only local news radio. Welcome to Under Review for Wednesday, February 14th. The gang is all back together again. Dave Herzing is done coaching. <laughs> Welcome back, Dave. Happy Valentine's Day to both of you and happy anniversary. Absolutely. What a show. We got, we're loaded here. Let's get rolling. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. And I, the, I'm not sure what it says that on Valentine's Day, all three of us <laughs> happily married men are here. <laughs> but you know what? We have great wives and I do want to give a shout out to them for allowing us to... Uh, to do what we love here every Wednesday. I love you, Summer. Oh, I love you, Lindsay. Happy anniversary. All right. So uh, let's start with the Super Bowl, guys. It was uh, a little bit of a slow start, right? But, uh, boy, it ended with a bang. And even if it wasn't one of the most uh, well-played games, I think it was one of the most exciting games. Of course, it went to overtime, only the second time that's happened in NFL history. So uh, just let's start with this. What were your overall thoughts on the game? Well, it, it, the, the bottom line is, uh, it, we can't say it enough. If you don't have a quarterback, a star quarterback, you don't have anything in the NFL. I mean, Pat, Patrick Mahomes, at the end of the game, you put it on his shoulders, and he goes and wins you the game. And, and that happens, it seems like, every time. Yeah, it just felt like Tom Brady again. Um, when they didn't convert on that third and five, you just you could feel it. You could feel it coming. It was We've seen it so many times with Brady, and Mahomes is, is – He's doing it right now. I, I just read this this morning, actually getting ready for the show. He's 15-3 and three in the postseason. He's 9-2 and two in games where he's trailed by at least seven points. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, they've trailed in all three Super Bowls. They've won by 10 points or more. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and you can never count them out. And, and really, a lot of people point to the overtime, the end of the game, the end, uh, end of regulation for the 49ers. That's where they lost. But in a lot of ways, they lost in the first half when they were dominating yeah, both lines of chance. scrimmage. And they were only able to take a seven-point lead into the half. That's it. And, you know, I, I did, you know, kudos to to Mahomes, and, and I mean it. From the bottom of my heart, he is inner circle. He could stop tomorrow. He's, you know, unanimous Hall of Famer. He's great. I don't want to take anything from away from Purdy. They didn't lose because Pur- Purdy looked pretty darn good in that game. He didn't game. lose him the game. No, I thought he made some really good throws, especially in the, you know, second and third quarter there. Um, you know, there were some turnovers, but they weren't his fault. Um you know that that I'll tell you what I thought was a real turning point was that muffed punt. Oh yeah. I mean, you just can't you can't have that there. And, and it's unfo- I know it hit the guy's leg, and it's unfortunate. You know, and everybody started to blame Ray. Ray. It wasn't Ray Ray's fault. That ball he was trying to save that because it was already a live ball. But man, oh man, that was killer. Yeah, and again, not enough credit I don't think is given to Andy Reid. Andy Reid right now is on the Mount Rushmore of coaching. I mean, that guy, what he's done, seventy-one percent winning percent. I mean, the guy just wins. And again, he. We root for the Steelers. Stairway 
Tomlin doesn't make the adjustments. Andy Reid makes the adjustments. You knew when they when San Francisco kicked that field goal in overtime, you knew it was over because you knew that Mahomes was going to come down and score a touchdown. They drew up that perfect play, and that's that's why Reid wins. I mean, a lot of coaches in the NFL, you think they can do that. Reed makes it look so easy. They simply can't. And let's give credit, too, to Steve Spagnola because oh, that yeah, defense, they won, the, they won them the Super Bowl this year. I know Mahomes is going to get a lot of the credit, obviously, and he was spectacular when he needed to be. But without that defense holding the 49ers down, the Chiefs lose. They would have lost against the Ravens. They only scored 17 points against the Bills. It was the Chiefs' defense that really led the way. And Steve Spagnuolo dialed up the blitz in the At second just half. Just the right moments, yes. too. And, and, and I have to, you have to ding Shanahan a little bit for that. I mean, the first time he did it on third down, I'm like, wow, okay, that was great. The next time he did it, I'm like, you didn't see that coming? <laughs> I mean, you didn't have some kind of hot route called? I mean, I, I thought that he was outcoached. Back to Reed for a minute. You know, Belichick's greatest coach of all time, so to speak, they say, he only won with one quarterback. Yeah. He didn't. He was terrible in Cleveland, by and large. He was terrible after Brady. He, he's he's jobless. By the way, the greatest quote unquote greatest coach in history has no job as yeah. we speak. Nobody wants him. Meanwhile, Reed everywhere he goes, he makes his quarterbacks better. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you the one thing that was crazy too was you know you, you think about how this game played out, the lead up to the game. You know, a lot of people saying you know that viewership was down, all this stuff in the NFL over the past couple of years. You look at the ratings. Right. That's I always think about the pulse of, of sports as, as a whole because I'm a huge NBA fan. The NFL right now has eclipsed. It's a total eclipse for every other sport. I mean, the, the, the viewership for hockey, for baseball and the NBA combined of their three highest events don't come anywhere near the Super Bowl. Now, think about put that in perspective. And it's a all year long thing. I mean, yes. it, we got free agency coming, we got the draft coming, and even in the summer months, we find a way to talk about football. It's just football all the time. So, wh- where would you guys put this Super Bowl in the list of all time greats? Would it be a top five Super Bowl for you? I'd say top ten. I mean, look, any game that goes to overtime that has that you know that fourth quarter excitement like that by default has to be moved kind of the top echelon because, as we talked about last week. There were so many bad Super Bowls in the 80s and 90s, right? I mean, they were just horrible games. So we've been spoiled lately. There have been a lot of great ones. It's certainly not – I don't think it's in my top five, but it's top ten. Well, I mean, you watch the first half of the Super Bowl, you wouldn't think it'd be in the top 25. And then all of a sudden it just – you know, Usher must have revitalized him or something. But, yeah, it was – I don't know if I'd put it in the top five as well. Uh, Again, to your point, Dave, it did go to overtime. Extremely exciting. But – I'll come back to what I originally said at the start of the segment. You just knew Mahomes was going to pull it out, similar to Brady. He has that factor that no other quarterback in the NFL has. Colin Coward spoke this week at length about guys like Josh Allen, guys like Lamar Jackson, guys like Ben Roethlisberger, right? Roethlisberger only won a couple. He's a Hall of Famer, right? Roethlisberger wasn't bad. Brady was better. I mean, you look at Lamar Jackson this year, MVP. Guess what? Mahomes is better. So when you have a guy like that, what he does, it, you can't define it. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's like a magician, just like Brady. And that's all the more, all the more depressing for Steelers fans because <laughs> yeah, we is. do not have that. No. And uh, credit to Mahomes, too. Fourth and one, and Andy Reid smartly puts the ball in his best player's hands. Everybody thought that ball was going to the running back. If that was the Steelers, it would have gone to the running back. It would have went right up the middle. Mahomes runs for, what, 20 yards or something. Well, and it is some scheme. I mean, Reed is great. We've talked about it. But look, you know, I don't want to take it too much off to the Steelers, but 
man, if I'm, if I'm the Steelers GM, it's like whatever it takes, find your quarterback. If you're not sure, it's, it's kind of like it when it's time to retire. If you're not sure, it's time, right? If you're not sure you want to play anymore, you're done. If you're not sure if you have your quarterback, you don't. And they don't. I mean, every rating system I look at is just pounding on the Steelers for, for Pickett. I mean, I, he, even if he takes a magic leap, he's going to be mid-pack. It's probably not going to be good enough. No, absolutely not. My friends and I were texting during the game. When you even Brock Purdy, even I mean, they you know I I was reading comparisons. He's very similar to Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know about that. I think more Montana. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, quarterbacks have it factors. Garoppolo didn't have that it factor. Brock Purdy, he didn't seem to be rattled in that game. He just was right. facing you know a really you know a, a, a well-oiled machine type D, which was criminally underrated all throughout the playoffs. Um, but yeah, the Steelers right now are nowhere near where they need to be. It's when you watch that offense and look. Look at the receivers that Mahomes had. Does that remind you of anybody? Look at the receivers that Brady won with over the years. He had the right play calling. He had a stud tight end. He may have had a mid-level wide receiver at best, but he made the best out of what he had. Yep. And that's what Mahomes does. Well, let's talk about overtime here. So the um, 49ers players talked afterwards that they did not know the new overtime rules. And honestly, I didn't know them either going into that game. Both teams get a chance to possess the ball, which I like. Um, but... To me, and, and I commented on your Facebook post, Dave, that I think that Kyle Shanahan screwed up by taking the ball first. I understand what he was trying to do. He says, okay, if both teams score, we have the first chance to win. But against the Chiefs, I would rather take the ball second. Well, and you know, I, this is where I'll, I'll do an, on, an on-air confession. I didn't know they changed the rule either. And that's why my reaction to you was like, what? Oh, okay. But then I realized what was going on. And by the first of all, I don't like changing the rules that drastically like that for one. And that's why if even your players don't realize that the rule is different, then you probably didn't communicate it well enough. And I'm sure, I'm sure Shanahan knew the rule, but maybe in that moment, you know, in the NFL, you're conditioned. You win the toss, you take the ball. You win the toss, you take the ball. He probably didn't think about it. The Chiefs had said, if we win, we're, de- we're deferring. So... I, I actually agree with you. I think you always, if you know you're getting the possession, you always want to know what you need. Yeah, they had it's four plays to get a first so, down. So yeah, I agree. They, you'll never, you'll probably never see a team take the ball again in playoff overtime. Yeah, Shanahan said his analytics guy said to take the ball and have it third. I don't know can, how they. Well, there are no, there are no analytics on that. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't it's know never where happened got, before. That's yeah. it. I, and that's yeah. I don't know where he got that from. I mean, I'm sure there's statistics they can run on all these different scenarios, kind of like you do with Madden or whatever. Right. But to me, it just seemed odd. To your point, Bob, I would want to know what I needed to do in order to win. I mean, the Chiefs were a little surprised that they won. I mean, they actually came out and because they didn't know the rules either. Right, and it, I actually only knew the rules because I was looking on Twitter, and somebody actually posted the overtime rules, and I read them, and I went, "Wait a minute!" But that those yeah. were the rules. So I, I had I not read that, I would have been like, "Well, okay." I didn't even realize that's how it was at first. Well, we got a minute and a half, but I have to ask you about the Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid altercation. Uh, what would have you done there if you're Andy Reid? It's a nothing burger. Look, stuff like this happens on the sidelines, maybe not every game, but a lot of games, and we don't see it. Every once in a while, you'll see a camera shot of can- coaches. and You know what? That, that's nothing. That's nothing. It's, it's in-game stuff. Forget it. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it, I, I never played sports at any level near that, um, but I was a kind of a passionate player. Sometimes you let the emotions get the best of you. I've never been even remotely close to that level of high stakes. But, you know, anybody that ever played at any sort of level understands that sometimes your emotions in sports can get the best of you. You know, Andy Reid said it was nothing. He he acts, he bumped into him and he kind of lost his balance. He, was, he wasn't screaming at it. He said he wanted the ball, which you want your best player arguably to do other than, than your quarterback. So again, to your point, Dave, I, it's a true nothing burger to me as well. See, I would disagree a little bit. I mean, he almost knocked Andy Reed over the poor old fellow there. And, and imagine if that was uh, George Pickens knocking Mike Tomlin over, you know, like, I think we would have a different take on it. Well, I think, look, history matters, right? If True. He, you know, Kelsey, if Kelsey had been a jerk for the last 10 years, then I would probably be not as easy on him. But he, as far as I know, he's never been anything but a model citizen. So it, it's really like if Crosby did something like this, would we go right away to right. him? Would we say, oh, you know, maybe it's nothing. Yeah, that that's a really fair comparison. Again, it's a, it's the Super Bowl, and it's the guy that wants. Yeah, you're the not going to bench him. <laughs> yeah, you can't bench him. But again, Andy Reid coming out and saying he's you know he's a good kid, he's a passionate kid. You know, he was defending his player, which I thought was total class. Um, and by the way, this is something I'd like, I wish we would have touched on. Are the Chiefs a hateable team? Well, let's save that because yeah. we got to get to break here. All right. All right. When we return, we'll shift gears and talk about the Penguins with Andrew Destin from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Stay with us on Under Review, sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. The numbers say it all. 65% of Americans' shopping budgets are still spent in-store, and 61% shop at local businesses because of their unique products. Plus, small businesses employ almost 60 million people, and 56% of workers at locally owned businesses have high commitment scores. What do all those numbers mean? That shopping small and shopping local benefits you and our community. So get away from that keyboard and shop in person and local at businesses today. The Day Spa of Dubois on Brady Street in downtown Dubois. Junk Dealer's Daughter, located on West Long Avenue in Dubois. Day Spa 10, across from Luigi's on Brady Street in Dubois. Winery of Wilcox, on Beeline Highway, across from Wendy's. Merle Norman Boutique, located on Brady Street, across from the Dubois Public Library. And Infused IV Bar, located on Midway Drive in Dubois. Sunny 106 and Connect FM. Hi, I'm Diana. As a veteran, I know that for many servicemen and women, the battle doesn't always end when they come home because I too struggle with the invisible wounds of service. Thankfully, I found American Humane's Pups for Patriots program, which brought Sam into my life. Before being paired with Sam, I didn't get out of bed for most days. Pups for Patriots and Sam literally changed my life. Now I'm able to go to the store without having a panic attack. I'm finally able to live my life the way I want to live it. Pups for Patriots provides trained service dogs to veterans like me at no cost. If you're a veteran or know a veteran struggling with post-traumatic stress or traumatic brain injury, please go to AmericanHumane.org to learn about their Pups for Patriots service dog program. Let's give our veterans a fighting chance. A message from American Humane. There's so much at stake. They know Trump is the only Republican in the country who Joe Biden can defeat. Stay close to the news. Drill, baby, drill. 
We've got you covered at the push of a button, 96.7 and 99.7 FM and 14.20 AM on Alexa, on your smartphone, we're in the App Store and Google Play, and on your computer at connectradio.fm. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. Welcome back to Under Review. We had planned an interview with Andrew Dustin, but uh, we were unable to get in touch with him there. I know he's at the arena, I believe, because the Penguins do play in 15 minutes, but that's all right. We'll try to reconnect here another time. Let's talk a little Penguins, though, guys, and Right now, they're on the outside of the playoffs looking in, and I'm just not sure that even though they have games in hand, that they're going to be able to make up all that ground. I definitely don't think. I mean, I've been – look, you know, we're going to talk about best calls and worst calls later, you know, but I've been on this rant for a while that I didn't think that they had it. I think they're too old. And, you know, you look at the mountain they have to climb. I mean, in the statistics, they're at 49 games and 53 points. You're going to need 40 points minimum. 40 points to get in. That's 20 wins or the equivalent of 20 wins. We have seen nothing from this team to make any of us think that's going to happen. I think we're going to get our uh, caller here. Bob is going to go off and see if uh, he can get Andrew. But, uh, you know, and and we were just talking off the air, D, that the Penguins have gotten much better goal prevention than anybody could have possibly imagined. Yeah, you know, I knew that that, that Jari uh, was having arguably one of his best years. I didn't know he was actually having that good of a year until you just showed me off the air. They're second it, in goals against people. It doesn't seem that way because of how they're playing, right? But but if you look at their one-goal games, it, it makes sense. Um, they're Every just game's not, a race to three. That's right. Yeah. They're just not scoring. At they all. don't. Their top line is producing. Their power play is inadequate. They're just not getting done. The, the other lines are, are invisible. Yeah, you, if, if Sid has an off night, they, they, they really don't have much of a prayer. And, when, and uh, when's the last time they scored uh, five goals? I think it was against Philly yes. like a month and a half yeah, ago that, or something. It's been a long time. You know, I, I just read that Edmonton is looking to make a real strong push for Gensel. Um, Which makes sense for them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, obviously, you'd have, to, I mean, you'd have to offer a really nice package to get, to get him. But right now, as it stands... The Penguins need to rebuild. I, I was not in the rebuild camp. You, that's well documented. I am now, because this team just isn't isn't going to get it done. No, it's not. not. And 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 I don't. We're about to get our 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 guest on, but I, I really I have a hot take about Sid too about what needs to happen here. But we'll go back to Bob because I believe he has our guest. I believe we do. So uh... Andrew Destin is now on the line with us, who covers the. The Penguins for the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Andrew, are you at the at the game tonight? Yes, I'm here at the game and uh, had some trouble connecting with you guys. Apologies on that end. It's, uh, no worries. Some, some, sometimes you might miss a call when it's getting pretty loud here at the arena. <laughs> that, but, uh, that's the fun but, part but of glad live to connect radio. With you guys, I'm glad to be here. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. We were just talking about how we just don't think the Penguins are going to make the playoffs. What say ye? Yeah, I mean, I'm in a similar camp with you guys. Um, you know, you look at the various models, and there's a lot of factors at play here, right? I mean, um, just given where they're at in the standings in the Eastern Conference, you know, you're closing in on double-digit points behind um, the Philadelphia Flyers here in the Metro um, and in the Eastern Conference as well. you also trailing the Detroit Red Wings, I believe, today as it stands. Um, it's by seven points. Um, and certainly they still have games in hand on another of these, a number of these teams that are ahead of them in the standings. 
But just when you look at the way that they've played the body of work, most recently, especially this road trip um, to Minneapolis or excuse me, to St. Paul, as well as to Winnipeg, playing against the Wild and the Jets, dropping both of those games. Um, certainly those are contests that you look at and say those are important ones because when you have games in hand on teams, um, you got to win them. And that's a, you know, a sentiment that's been echoed by the guys here in this locker room. But um, you just look at the depth. You look at the way this team is playing up and down the lineup. Sure, Sidney Crosby is having as good of a season as he's had really at any juncture in his career. The goaltending has been excellent, but uh, the scoring has really been few and far between throughout the lineup. And, um, you know, you can look no further really than Evgeny Malkin for where to start just in terms of guys who offensively are not chipping in enough. So unless something radically changes here these next 33 games, um, I would be hard-pressed to believe this is a playoff team despite whatever models out there exist that say they've got a 50-50 shot or better even. Well, and, and you talk about the games in hand, but that's a double-edged sword because that means you're after these, you know, we've had a lot of off days, but after basically tonight, it's a crowded schedule the rest of the way. And they're an older team, you know, Sid wore down last year. I don't think that the games in hand are necessarily a positive. I think they're going to have a lot of trouble. Um, but the question I had for you is, you know, we've heard, you know, Dubas said that, you know, the all-star break was kind of where he wanted to, to reevaluate. I've heard some rumblings that inside the, the front office, they're saying the next week or two, you know, it, it's put up or shut up or there's going to be, you know, maybe no stone unturned. So what are you hearing? Yeah, I mean, publicly, you know, we're not hearing anything to that degree. But I mean, in terms of what we're hearing around the building, I mean, the, the pressure is there. Um, you know, it's no secret, like you mentioned, that kind of line of demarcation or however you want to phrase it about uh, that came about from Kyle Dubas of, hey, the all-star break is when we're going to reevaluate things. Um, you know, I think you look at this next week's stretch, right? You get a game tomorrow against Chicago. You host the Kings, and that's a team that's been reeling just given, you know, what's been going on there with firing Todd, Todd McClellan, bringing on the interim coach. Then you've got a lot of stretch of home games there before you go on a really daunting Western Canada road trip. So um, I think it's no secret. I mean, this next stretch of five, six games, they've probably got to get eight points. They've got to get nine, ten points. So they've got to perform really, really well, and if not, then I think you have to go into sell mode. And I'm not saying that I'm an advocate for, hey, you have to trade Jake Gensel, but you absolutely have to consider it. Um, I, I think you just look at the nature of his contract status, right, being a free agent after this season, um, his age, his youth relative to the entire rest of the lineup. Um, he's a guy that you could actually probably get a first-round pick and a good prospect, a first-round pick and two prospects. Like, that's a realistic asking price. I've seen it floated out there from various people uh, nationally about that, hey, you could get a return similar to what Claude Giroux yielded uh, in that trade between the Flyers and the Senators a couple of years back. I'm not saying that that's out of the question either. So um, I, I view it as this is certainly put up or shut up time. I think that's something that's no secret around the building. Um, and I would be really surprised if the Penguins didn't go into a sell move or a sell mode, excuse me, um, after the conclusion of this next five, six game stretch. Yeah, I, you know, I know if it were me, um, if I was running the Penguins it's, over the next three weeks, they lose four or five of these games in this stretch coming up. I would certainly be a seller, and I would be trading Gensel. What do you, what would you be doing, Andrew? What, what honestly, if you were running the Penguins, what would you do? Yeah, I mean, I would I would trade off any part that I don't feel either a confident that I can bring back over the off season, or b is somebody that's actually valued by somebody else. So when I'm looking at who are some of those parts, right? Jen Gensel is obviously the number one one that comes to mind. Another one is Alex Nedeljkovic. Um, it's no secret right now looking across the NHL that goaltending is an issue for most of these teams, and especially so the playoff-bound ones. 
You can look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, for instance. This is a team that's been relying on Martin Jones, a guy who wasn't expected to be part of the, uh, the process this year. He's been a huge contributor for them. But do you really trust Martin Jones in the playoffs? I'm not saying that Alex Nedeljkovic is necessarily an answer, but considering how cheap he is on a $1.5 million contract, one year expiring, if it doesn't work out, you can cut ties, and there's not really any um, you know, negative side effects there for whatever team wants him. So he's somebody else who I would certainly move on from if I were the Pittsburgh Penguins because you might be able to get a third-round pick or something of that ilk out of him. You just got to recoup assets. I think everybody is on the table who doesn't have a full no-move clause uh, aside from Sidney Crosby, aside from Evgeny Malkin, probably aside from Crystal Tang, aside from, and you might even include Tristan Jari in there. I mean, I'm not, I would personally keep him just given that he's probably outplayed his contract in this first year of this five-year extension. But you probably got to listen to offers on him because he's somebody that if we're talking about goalies, he's a guy with term that looks like a good deal right now. He's stayed healthy for the most part. Um, I'm not hearing anything certainly about him being moved, but he's somebody that, if you are the Pittsburgh Penguins, you got to listen to offers on because he could yield a good return as well. we got a few minutes left here with Andrew Destin, who covers the Penguins for the Post-Gazette. He is live at PPG Paints Arena right now as the Penguins get ready to take on the Florida Panthers. Andrew, uh, the Penguins have the seventh fewest goals in the league, yet they are among the top five in shots per game. Are these just poor quality shots or are they just unlucky? <laughs> Uh, you could even take the third step, and you could say that they're just not a very good finishing team. Yeah, that could be, too. <laughs> and I, I think you say that because look at the numbers last year, too. They were generating a ton of shots last season. They were failing to convert a lot of those opportunities. I do think that it's no secret, and you can look at the advanced metrics, too, right? You can look at the natural statric stats, the expected goal shares. Like, these numbers, for most teams, don't lie. They usually balance out, and by the end of the year, they're fairly representative of the real on-ice results. You look at this Penguins team, and it's the same story as last season, where there's a huge discrepancy between expected goals and actual ones. And at some juncture, you just have to say, well, maybe these guys just aren't good enough at finishing anymore at this stage in their careers, or they're fighting through injuries. You know, two names that come to mind for me, Brian Rust and Ricard Raquel. Um, these are two guys who are certainly paid you know, north or right around $5 million a year to be 20-goal scorers, 25-goal scorers. Ricard Raquel did that last season. Brian Rust appeared to be on track for that this season. Both guys have kind of really struggled, especially here in the 2024 part of the season. Uh, Ricard Raquel, I believe, is at five goals in 38 games or whatever the number is. That's not going to cut it. So, and you know, Riley the Smith. Only, the responsibility, certainly Sidney Crosby is still doing his job on the offensive ends, but when you look up and down the lineup, um, it's you know I think it's kind of a, a plaguing thing for everybody. Is that finishing off shots, finishing off opportunities, that would be where my attention goes to is that this team just isn't converting and there's no, no two ways around it. Well, we, uh, we got about a minute left here and I just wanted to kind of ask you about something that happened across the league uh, up in Toronto last week. Uh, Ridley Gregg shot an empty net goal into the net, but he used uh, the old slap shot to do it from about six feet away. And Morgan Riley took exception uh, who who deserved the bigger blame there, uh, the reaction or the slap shot? You know, I understand that it's going against the unwritten rules of hockey to go with the slap shot there, but my onus or my responsibility or whoever is deserving of larger blame, um, I would certainly put it on Riley. Um, you know, there's just no place in today's game, certainly not in 2024 for that kind of conduct. And frankly, I thought the NHL could have levied an even uh, more severe sanctioning. You know, yeah, I believe it was six games that he got to the suspension there. I would have had no problem with 10. Um, there's no spot for it. There's certainly precedent showing that 
when this happens in the game that guys can be penalized pretty seriously. Um, so the, certainly the slap shot had instigated it, but breaking an unwritten rule of hockey, I don't think that that, uh, that should trigger such a reaction from Riley. And I think that it's at the very least good that he's getting suspended for the term he's at. Maybe it should have been more. Amen. <laughs> you got Dave's attention there. All right. Hey, thanks so much for taking the time, Andrew. We hope to have you on again. And thanks for doing this right before the game, too. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll try to be more timely next time. <laughs> no worries. Uh, tonight, tonight's show marks the one-year anniversary of Under Review. When we return, we'll talk about our favorite moments. Stay with us on Under Review, sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Comfort, protection, and trust. These are words that represent family, and that's how Spitzer has built our family business for 120 years. During our 120-year anniversary, we invite you to come in and experience what four generations of serving our community feels like. Find comfort in our nationwide lifetime warranty, protection in our $1,000 price protection, and trust in our non-commissioned salespeople. Plus, you can take advantage of our 120th anniversary car giveaway. Enter now for your chance to win a free car at Spitzer.com. At Spitzer Dubois and St. Mary's, we treat you like family, our family. Stop in our store today and experience the Spitzer difference or shop online anytime at Spitzer.com. At Spitzer, our world revolves around you. Must complete regular maintenance at the manufacturer's specified intervals and document it. Any breakdowns must be completed at a Spitzer location within 40 miles. Warranty effective anywhere in the continental United States of America, Alaska, Hawaii, and Canada. Complimentary maintenance applies to new vehicle purchases. See dealer for complete details. Mitsubishi cooling system? We can fix it. Lennox heating system? We can fix that too. This brand, that brand, any brand. Gary and Sons of Falls Creek can service any make, model, and brand. Gary and Sons technicians pride themselves on being professional and keep up with the latest technology with regular training. Of course, if your system's beyond repair and is unsafe, Gary and Sons sells and installs new systems perfect for you. Online at garysinc.com. That's garysinc.com. PA4673. Here's your Connect FM Tri-County forecast. Lows level off around 19 tonight under clear skies, winds out of the west 5 to 10 miles per hour. Overcast skies tomorrow, a mixture of precipitation likely, high temperatures reach up to 43. A dusting of snow tomorrow night with another 1 to 2 inches Friday night. That's your Tri-County forecast throughout the hour, throughout your busy day on Connect FM. Right now, it's 27 degrees. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing. And this is for Dave. <laughs> well... There it is. Yep, sorry about that. I, I chose this because, you know what, it, it's Valentine's Day. It's been a year since we all here looking at each other for we the need first that again. time. There we go, since I messed that up. Getting all sentimental in here. Yeah, a little I bit of, had, had to do it, had to do it, because, you know, it, it does mean something to me, at least, that we got through a year, and I don't want to say got through as in it was a slog. It's like, wow, where'd this go? We Seriously. started this, we had no idea what it was going to be like, and we have had a blast literally every week. There's not one week where I've ever left, like, eh, I don't know, that kind of sucked. It's like, every time, it's like, man, that was great. Yeah, I'll tell you the one thing that I've really been pleased with with the show. Well, actually, a couple things. One, uh, locally... 
and I'm not just saying this, whoever's listening out there, and, it, and there's a lot of you that actually do listen. We've gotten really great feedback from all of you over the course of the year in one form or another, text messages, calls, Facebook, uh, out in the street, whatever. Really positive, good feedback on, on, on our topics, on our guests, you know, just the level of, you know, the commitment that we put into the show. But I'll tell you another thing that I really look forward to this year was when we had guests that were local. Oh, yeah. The Dubois kids, the Dubois coaches, Brockway, Brockway coaches, you know, Penn State Dubois, you know, and, and sharing in their success in a small way. And one of the reasons we started this show was talking about local sports. And I think we've done a really good job shining a light on that. And hopefully we can continue to do that. And we've had a lot of cooperation. So thank you to all those coaches and players and stuff for, for coming in as well. Yeah, we almost need to grow the studio here. <laughs> There's been times when we've had a full house and it's been a lot of fun. And, you know, we're always happy to bring people into the studio. That's even more fun. Uh, but you know what? To be sentimental, it is great coming every week to see you guys. You're You're both very good. I mean, you guys know I'm a meticulous planner. <laughs> you and, are. <laughs> and the two of you, you can just walk into the studio. I'm almost jealous here. I don't know if I'm angry or jealous or, or what, but you guys just walk into the studio and it's like, bam, you're ready to go. Well, it's just, you know, it's it's my style, I guess. Number one, I, I don't like feeling too tied down to it. I do I do, do some research, but yeah, I, I like going with the flow. I know D likes going with the flow. Absolutely. And I mean, and that's part of the fun of it because – yeah, you know, I, when I when I listen to good sports talk radio, I don't want to be you know just stat guide to death, and I don't want to have you know somebody with no personality or and no liveliness and rapport between the you know the the guys on the show. And 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 you can it's funny sometimes in the morning when I'm out driving around super early, you can tell the squads that are the lower level squads on on different you know, Fox or ESPN versus the 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 reason why the the guys are paid the big bucks, but. We would be really in trouble if it wasn't for your organization. 100%. You give us the, you know, the oh, lineup thanks, before guys. thing before we come on, so I at least know what to be thinking about. You know, you do, you get all the guests. So don't don't sell yourself short. Oh. Your your preparation makes you're the straw that stirs this drink. You really absolutely. are. Well, absolutely. I, I just feel like we make a good team for <laughs> that. Right. You know, for that reason. But um, you know, that's one of the things I've really enjoyed too. Not just the local guests, but getting to connect with people who I've listened to on other stations. And, you know, we've talked to Greg Brown. We've talked to Staggy, uh, Josh Gatzoff. Paul Staggerwald on my contact list on yeah. my phone. Like, That's how cool, cool is that, you know? That's pretty cool. But uh, let's talk about what was your favorite moment, your most memorable moment, a topic, a discussion. What, what really stood out to you from the last year? Is there something that comes to mind oh. from Dave's... Mic drop moment to the kicking challenge to <laughs> well the, the mic drop the, the mic drop thing was definitely the uh, the uh, outtake of, of you know I would think of the year when when the mic when my mic fell apart on the air um, boy that it's hard for me to say and I, this sounds like a cop out but it, it's hard for me to pick one because almost every week there's something where I'm like man there was such good energy with that conversation. Um, well, I, I just, I really can't just pick one, Dave. I you know, can't. I'll tell you, I, I mean, for me, you would think, honestly, you would think it would be the bigger guests that we've had. And I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm really proud that we're able to bring those guests in and have the Dubois area have the opportunity to have its own sports talk radio show. Whereas a year ago, we didn't have that. A year ago, Paul Steigerwald wasn't calling Connect FM to get on the air. Bob Walk wasn't calling Connect FM to share his stories on, on, on the air. So I'm proud of that. But I think my biggest moments, I'll, I'll go back to what I said here at, at the beginning of the segment. I, I just have really enjoyed connecting locally with the sports teams. 
you know, because we have kids, you know, that go, I'm from this area, but it's nice to be able to, to share in their success and, and everything else. So for me, like that's been, I think my favorite part of the show this year. All right. Well, let's go to the takes. Dave, I know you were making a little list there before the show. Best takes and worst takes. What do you got? Okay, so I did oh, no. I did more prep for this than I do for almost anything else because I sat down for an hour after work today and I just racked, I didn't have time to go back through. I know Bob's got a surprise and I have a feeling he put more work into this than anybody. But I was racking my brain about what are some of the best things we all had to say and what are some of the things that we probably wish we hadn't. Um, so I'm gonna I'll start with me. I thought that my my three things that I, I thought were my best calls were uh, my take on Aaron Rodgers because I st- I'll stand behind that. That was a mistake. My take on the Penn's age when they bet back, you know, I thought they shouldn't have signed Malk, and I thought, you know, I definitely wasn't for the Carlson trade. Although I will say that even though I still am not crazy about that trade, the salary machinations they did to move some of those bad contracts makes it less bad than it otherwise would have been. And also the fact that I won our pick'em contest, it's like, all right, you know, that worked out. Um, for Bob, your take on the NFL draft, especially the Steelers, I mean, you were all over that. I mean. I really felt well, like you, you did pretty well too. No, but I really felt like you you had you had all those top players really really you could tell you'd done your your homework. It's probably um, my favorite topic, honestly. Uh you're you're working the elimination pool. You 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 pounded us both. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and and frankly, and I your best call of all was your your decision to call us and start this thing. I mean, honestly. That you know, that was you. This was your brainchild. Well, I picked the right guys to help me. And Thanks. and D, uh two uh, two things really jumped out at me. Number one you were on top of that in-season NBA tournament before anybody else I knew. You were like, man, this thing is awesome. And, and then all of a sudden I looked at it, it's like, wow, that, that thing is pretty cool. And so that went before any, even the national people I, I've, I've watched. And the other thing is he came up with Get Lost, and Get yes. Lost is so cool. <laughs> I mean, it's the perfect way to end We've the show. We've been doing that pretty much every episode yeah. since we started. Yeah, and that yeah. was all his brainchild. So now i got to go to the worst calls. <laughs> okay. okay, so I'll well, start I'll, with me again. Time for a commercial. Oh, no, that's God. right. <laughs> so uh, for me, um, I took... I, I took the Bucks start way too seriously. Remember, they, they had that, and I know it's we easy to get excited, fever. but I, I bought in, and it's like, man, that was really dumb. I, I, I should not have done that. Um, I took Jacksonville in the week three of the elimination pool. Mm. Looking back, it's like, what, what was I thinking? That was just absolutely crazy. Um, and then I, I only had you were too high on Rodgers, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and Carlson. And 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 for Dion, I gotta say this: anytime he anything he brings up WWE in here, that's just the wrong call. <laughs> that's the wrong call. I love that. I, I love it. I'm gonna continue because, and I'll tell you again: at, at the Rock's gonna be at, at, at WrestleMania. We'll be talking about that when Mania rolls around. But that that's another day. That's another day. <laughs> I love it. Um, now I actually this is true. I said this to Bob. Um, I honestly don't really know. Or remember a lot of it, like the, because I'm having so much fun in here, and I don't really take a lot of like stock. I just let it happen as it happens. I know, like you, for instance, you were all over. The one that did stick out was the Aaron Rodgers thing. To reiterate what you just said, you were all over how bad of a decision that was for the Jets to take Rodgers. And Bob, you're right. That's one thing. It, it really shines when you talk about the NFL draft. You love the draft. Oh yeah. Like. When that draft comes to Pittsburgh, which, by the way, it's going to be coming here in a couple of years, if you're not there, I'll be <laughs> shocked, right? Oh, he'll be there. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, maybe we can do a live remote. There I'm we go. A live remote from all the draft. Right. I hope Jay's listening. That's right. Yeah. But all expenses paid, you know. Yeah, oh, we can go to Del Frisco's and, and everything else. Yeah. So that'll be great. Jay, you're going to be, you know, we'll send you the bill. Don't worry about it. But, um, yeah, I just think my biggest thing this year has just been I've had fun doing this. 
you know, and it's every single time I, I'm coming over here. And unfortunately, I've missed a decent amount because of coaching and everything else. But you've always been so great with allowing me to have flexibility with my schedule. And we've been able over the past couple months now to find some guys, you know, to fill in, which both of them have done an admirable job as well. So, but yeah, I've just enjoyed the whole experience. Well, speaking of that, we are switching back to six o'clock next week. I forgot to mention that. Um, but I do have a little treat for you guys. It's our anniversary. You know, you have to have a gift. And uh, <laughs> I think you'll get a kick out of this. We'll react to it once we uh, oh, once we listen. It. Now, what, what, what do you think happens, Darren Rogers? I think the Jets are a little bit crazy to be taking on a guy who's going to be 40 in December. No, he's going to put that team, to me, over the edge. I think that this puts them right up there with the Bills and the Chiefs. I know this is going to be Dave's uh, favorite topic, but it is WrestleMania week. Does that resonate with you guys in any way at all? I guess you're comparing it to sports. Maybe, where does does theater fit on that? And, and, And putting the word sports in there, every sport I know, the outcome is not certain. But uh, who who are you thinking the Steelers are going to take? I still think they're going to end up with Porter. I think Porter's the most likely person to be. Now, if one of these stud tackles ends up there, I think they take him. I think they're going to end up with left tackle Broderick Jones from Georgia. Now, a lot of people don't think he's going to fall, and and that's the question. But I think that they're going to get him. I well, think they're going to find a way to trade up and get him. Well, oh, if I've tabulated this right, I eleven and six. I think you ended up 11 and 6, and I think you ended up 10 and 7. Yeah, that. If they win a few of these toss ups, I mean, 13 and 4 is in play. A lot of the fantasy uh, gurus are saying the big sleeper quarterback this year is Kenny Pickett. Well, do you guys think you could make a 29 yarder? Yes. Yes. You do? Okay. I, I, no, I could. Absolutely. What did you learn about, about well, kicking? You guys can kick really good. I learned that I'm old. Um, and I can no longer kick at all. So, uh, you know, a little humble pie. Carlson coming to Pittsburgh. I, I'm, I'm telling you, this might be as big as that time that they traded for Ron Francis. Now, instead of a whole bunch of little bad contracts, now you've got one really, 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 really bad contract. That is, the, that is the one area that I cannot contest with you. If this power play isn't a top five power play, something went terribly wrong. I think, honestly, they're going to be a team that can contend for a Stanley Cup. All right. Well, you guys were great sports. You're <laughs> well, cracking that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm literally sitting here. That is, that is some good stuff, Bob. Job well done. Job oh, well thank done. You. you did what I was thinking about doing, and I'm like, that's just way too much work. I'm busy. And I can't believe you went back and did that. Well, Kudos to you, and man. I didn't, I didn't go to every episode, so I know there's got to be a few more good ones in there that I left out. But how about the kicking challenge, though? To me, that was oh. one of the more enjoyable things. Oh, yeah, day. it was great. <laughs> but you handled it like a great sport, Dave. I got to tell you. I, it wasn't, you know, I went, and we've been over this, but I actually did think I could still kick. And when I went down and my knee, it's like, you know what? This this is not going to happen. I knew before we went out there, I wasn't going to probably make even one. And 
and I, you know, you, I am old. Um, you, you know, you, your mind thinks you're still 25 and, but uh, no, you guys did great with that. And, it, it, and that, you know, it was fun because we had that big build up for it. And we, you know, we did the live um, video of it. It was great. Oh my God. There were, I mean, as, as time went on, I mean, there were thousands. Of, I mean, it was like 2,500 people viewed that, which is pretty crazy considering it's three goofballs kicking out <laughs> on the high school practice field. So, which is kind of cool. But yeah, that was a lot of fun to do that. My son, actually, every every time there's a kicker that kicks within 29 yards, my son's like, you can make that, dad. I know. Which is kind of funny. And that, that's a funny thing, too. I have a much greater appreciation for kickers now, too. I realized oh. this is not easy. And we had Phil Esposito on who gave us some tips, too. Yeah, that's so, right. And I learned it's a little bit like golf. You got to swing easy. That's and it. it. And it makes it makes it go farther. But uh, hey, happy anniversary again, guys. Fun segment, fun to look back. We got hopefully a lot more ahead of us, and we hope that the listeners will continue. You guys make this all possible. So we thank you for listening to Under Review. When we return, we'll close out the show with a pond further review, and then we'll get lost. Stay with us on Under Review, sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Shop local, buy local, save deals. Hi, I'm Jenny, the manager over at your Big Deals online store. Did you know that when you shop locally, 83 cents of that dollar stays in town? Local businesses are the lifeblood of our community, and that's why you should shop your Big Deals online store. Dozens of gift certificates to local businesses, all in one convenient place. Shop local from the convenience of your home or smartphone. Visit DuboisBigDeals.com. Always from the soul at Casale's Grill, located in downtown St. Mary's. Stop in for their daily lunch specials, a wide variety of craft beers, live music, and Friday night lights. Dine in or take out. Full menu available at casalesgrill.com. Follow them on Facebook for upcoming events such as dinner and a show, under 18 open mic, and other live performances. Located at 32 South St. Mary Street in downtown St. Mary's. Casale's Grill, homemade from the soul, music from the soul, always from the soul. Hi, this is Gordon Deal. Thursday on This Morning, America's First News, Donald Trump continues to show his muscle in the Republican Party, influencing things like GOP leadership and legislation in Congress. Also, inflation may be off its high, but there's still one place where it's really painful, the car insurance market. We'll look at why. And why younger workers are struggling to find a job in this economy. Thursday on This Morning, America's First News. 99.7-96.7 Connect FM. With the right treatment and support, recovery from addiction is not just possible, it is probable. Millions of Americans have gone on to live fulfilling lives in recovery from addiction. You can start your journey to recovery today. Call 1-800-662-4357 for drug and alcohol treatment and support services in your area. Recovery starts with a call. Contact 1-800-662-HELP today. Paid for with Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars. What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports. Welcome back to Under Review. And uh, with the year coming here, everything from this point on goes on to next year's bad takes, just to let you guys know. But let's go ahead and start off upon further review. Dave Glass is just chomping at the bit over here. Yeah, I, I wanted to get to this with our with our guest and, and really dig into it. But uh, now we've got some time. So 
if if the Penguins go the rebuild route, and I think that look, if they don't do it now, they're going to do it probably next year. It's coming. Everybody knows yeah. it's coming, and they should have done it already. I'm a big one that you know the GM runs the team and the players play, but there's one exception to that, and that's Sidney Crosby. I've said before, no athlete that no major athlete that I can think of has given up as much potential salary for the teams. It was it, it was a, it was a deal, and both sides kept their deal. He took less money so they could get other players to help be competitive, and they always spent to the cap. Now that that's a great deal, but he deserves more respect so what i what I'm, my hot take is if they're going to rebuild i would go to him as the gm and say listen sid we're rebuilding you have two options number one you can go to any team you want you pick your team we will make it happen the third rounder i don't care he's got full no trade clause the team has no leverage anyway or if you want to stay here's a blank contract you fill out the numbers i don't care what they are i mean they did that last time anyway okay i remember when shiro said and to the media, Sidney Crosby will tell us what he wants to be paid and we'll pay it. Do that this time only, you know, if he wants to make $12 million because he got paid 8.7 when he should have been making 14 who cares? We're going to dump all our big contracts probably anyway. If he wants to be a one-franchise guy going into Hall of Fame, great. Stay here, help mentor the kids. You can be, a, you know, a hero. If you want to go chase your, your fourth cup, Great, we'll make that happen, and when it's all your career's over, you'll come back and we'll put a statue up. But you give him that choice. Listen, there's very few athletes in the history of professional sports that can say they're top five in anything. Sidney Crosby's one of the top five greatest players of all time. Friend was texting me; he doesn't really know a lot about hockey, asking me who I thought were the top five players, and I mentioned Crosby, arguably his top three, depending on who you ask. Right. And, and easily for, I mean, I don't, I get these old timey guys out of here that played for the Canadians and <laughs> get lost to those guys. Right. Crosby's top five. It, to me, it's not debatable. You give him whatever he wants because what he's done for the city of Pittsburgh cannot be measured. I, again, to your point, Dave, I would let him know though, that if, if it's going to be a rebuild and he doesn't want to be a part of that, and he, and he doesn't strike me as the type of guy that's going to grouse around. He's not going to go in the media. He's, he's, he's never been that way even when he was a young man. He's never going to do that. He, his reputation is sterling. If you want to chase your cup, go get your cup. I don't think he'll do that. I also don't think he should have a lot of say in the Gensel deal. No, 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 no. He gets no say in how the rebuild happens. No. No. Abs you know, and I know it, it might upset him if they get rid of him. But but that's why you go to him first and say, right. Sid, this is coming. That's right. You know, it, and, and we're get, we're giving you the option if you want to go, you know, with your buddy McKinnon. And by the way, that's a perfect fit. You know, if I were him, I'd say, hey, Colorado second line center. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. But um, now and, and the thing is, it, it it's yes, he's a top five player, but he's also everybody who's around him says he's a better person yes. than a player. And you just don't hear that about superstars. So why wouldn't you give him the opportunity? Yeah, I can't really disagree with anything you said. I, I don't see him going anywhere. I mean, maybe to Montreal. Because that's where he's from, I, I, you know, I Canada. Think so, I think he's gonna. I mean, if a guy like him, he's gonna want to go where he can win. Yeah, I mean, I he reminds think. me of a guy like LeBron, where right now you he can do whatever he wants, and you're immediately a better team, even at Crosby's age or LeBron. If Crosby joined whatever team. It would be in the NHL. He'd make any team in the league better. Yes. I he, mean, he's God. done it all, guys. Yes. I, I can't see that he would want to leave. I mean, he he grew up with as a penguin in Mario's house. There's no greater example of a true loyal penguin 
yeah. than Mario Lemieux. And I think he wants to get down that way. But you uh, give, but by giving him the option, you respect him. Yes, you know? and, and I'm fine with giving him that option for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I really do hope he stays. Oh, because it would be nice for him to finish out his career as a penguin and you know have his final skate as a penguin but i mean you never know look he deserves whatever he asks for because he's been as as good of a professional athlete role model everything else as you could possibly expect in any level of professional sports well top 5 by the way when you mention that i would have to put connor mcdavid right up there as maybe one or two. I mean, what he is doing right now is unbelievable. Last night he had six assists, and the one that I saw was like a spinorama pass. I mean, he might be the most talented player that's ever played. He's certainly the fastest. I don't know. I Look, I grew up with Mario. It's hard for me to imagine anybody's more talented than Mario. I, I agree with you, Dave. Listen, Mario Lemieux is the reason why I watch hockey. Oh, my goodness. I remember watching on KBL. Shout out to, to, to my dad, to Chris Zaber, to my brother Darren, to Kurt Calgren, to all these guys that watched the Penguins with me growing up, right? When, when it was a very niche, like not a lot of people. I remember wearing sweaters to school. People didn't even know their, that Pittsburgh was even a – and then when they won their first cup, it, it, it became something, right? Mario Lemieux, to me, is the greatest hockey player of all time. Had he not been targeted, his injuries killed him, the Hodgkins killed you know, obviously, he would have shattered Gretzky's records. And if he would have been as committed, I think, yeah. that the athletes yeah. are to, to now. To be fair, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know he smoked when he was 18 yeah, and he, all those he, things. He, but, yeah, yeah, there was bad luck and some bad decisions there. But I love that he was burning cigs. The no. greatest player. <laughs> That's just, <laughs> I that adds to his lore. It's just so <laughs> funny. Your but, turn. Yeah, actually, I'm going to shift gears here. I got to mention the NBA real quick. I know you guys aren't paying attention, but uh, I'm hoping moving forward in this year that especially when the playoffs come around that I can get you kind of interested. I know there's a group of loyal sons that listen to the, that watch the NBA and they love when I bring it up. Well, Lonnie's not going to like this, but my Cavs, my Cleveland Cavaliers right now are the hottest team in the NBA. They are right now second in the East. Right now, they were bounced last year by the Knicks in the first round, but their team is completely different. Jared Allen is having a comeback year. Donovan Mitchell is actually one of the best, having his career, career year. He's starting to play defense. He never played defense in Utah. But they are second in the NBA in scoring and second in the NBA in defense. It's just fun to watch. If Listeners, if you don't watch the Cleveland Cavaliers, you're missing out. It's incredible basketball. Just like I said with the NBA in-season tournament, they are fun to root for. I know it, it could be sacrilegious being from this area to root for a Cleveland team. I don't know what you guys' thoughts are on that, by the way, but I love watching the Cavs. And I'm, I'm hoping maybe I, you guys at some point will catch on and maybe just watch one well, or two. I'll tell you what would help me catch on. There was a story that came out this week that said that the City of Pittsburgh is doing a study on potentially bringing an NBA team in. I'd be first. In You're line. the first guy that I thought oh of. Oh my gosh, it would be absolutely remarkable if Pittsburgh. Now, I mean, it, it'd be like the fish that say Pittsburgh, like that old movie. Remember that from back in the day? I do. But um, uh, some friends of mine don't think it would work. Others do. I firmly believe that it's 2024. It's not the 90s. It's not the 80s. Pittsburgh's demographics are a lot different right now. They have that beautiful facility at PPG. Um, you know, March Madness is always hosted there. It seems like every few years, um, Pitt now is on is on the rise again. Uh, it, it, Pittsburgh could be a basketball town. You don't necessarily have to sell out all of these games. The Orlando Magic don't sell out all their games. The San Antonio Spurs with Wemby don't sell out all their games. Hell, the Cavs don't sell out all their games, and they have one of the best rosters in the NBA. 
it would be fun though for Pittsburgh to get it. If the NHL can expand, I think the NBA can expand too. I might watch the playoffs this year because as I look at the standings, it's not like in some other years where there's like one team that's clear. I mean, it's Boston's really good, but yeah. after that, it's like man. There's a lot of parity. Well, and look, Boston right now, they're one injury away. Porzingis is having an incredible year. If Porzingis gets injured, that, that changes the entire chemistry of that team. Uh, Denver right now, uh, they're still, for me, the, the top to bottom, the best team in the NBA. When you watch Denver, they just give teams fits. Uh, but the NBA right now is, is more fun to watch than ever because it's so star-driven. It's something that I've just hoped that the NHL would do. They protect their stars. They feature their stars. And it's just really a fun watch. And before we go to Bob, I, I just real quick, didn't Milwaukee fire their coach when they were 30 and 13? Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Well, they're 35 and 20. So clearly that, that didn't work out. No, it did not. It did not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I could go a couple of different directions here, but uh, did you guys see the Adam Schefter? He was on uh, Pat McAfee and he said that the Steelers, they're going to bring in something new in the quarterback room they're probably, you know, looking at uh, potentially Russell Wilson, oh, no. Ryan Tannehill. But then Adam Schefter brought up a pretty intriguing thought to me. Justin Fields is out there. And um, from what I'm hearing, it might cost him a second rounder and maybe like a fourth or a fifth. Would you go out and bring in Justin Fields? Dave, you were talking at the beginning of the show. You have to have that quarterback. Uh, <sighs> Yes, I probably would if they're not if they're committed that they're not going to draft one. They're going to move heaven and earth to go find that guy in the draft. Maybe Fields can still be that guy. There's, I think he has more potential than than Pickett does. And and again, I'll go back to what I said a few weeks ago. If Pickett was from Iowa State, everybody would already be trying to run him out of town. That that pit thing is actually harming this team. Yes, I think. Yes. But hey, and 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 I I, I was going to do my hashtag get lost for Mitch Trubisky, but hey, he's gone. So <laughs> thank you. He's he is lost. And and, and if they would have gone into this year with him on the roster, I think there might have been a, a riot around around the stadium. If the price is right. Why not take a flyer on it? Because they've got to find an answer. Well, I, I tell you the thing, it, Justin Fields in the last seven or eight games was, was a top eight quarterback in the NFL. He actually ended up coming on strong at the end of the season. And it looked, if you watched him at the start of the season, towards the end of the season, just the eyeball test, he looked a lot more comfortable. Um, he's certainly got to be more comfortable than Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, that spin move that he does, shout out to my buddy Kevin Finley who who loves that spin move. He thinks it's the greatest. But I, I've said it, I, not considering my take that was just played here a few minutes ago, he's not it. I just don't see him improving that much. He's rated as arguably the worst quarterback in the NFL. You look at some of these stats about his touchdowns, it's glaring. It's almost like I can't believe this guy is even being considered. Because It's because he got the grace of being the number one pick from the Steelers. I say go after Justin Fields. If it costs you a second rounder and a fourth rounder, who cares? Yeah, you got to turn every stone over in this case. And Mason Rudolph isn't the answer. I'm sorry. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is not the answer. I no. hope they don't go that direction. Yeah. That's a terrible mistake. And Kenny Pickett, I, I just think we've seen enough of that too. But uh, hey, uh, we got about a minute and a half less left, and it is time to get lost. I'll start it off tonight, guys. I'm going to say hashtag get lost to Tony Romo. <laughs> I oh, have heard amen. enough of him, uh, and I feel like he blew that this game. This for the when, game, Jim! Yeah. This for the game, Jim! The Super Bowl, Jim! And he was singing. He was singing oh. Adele, which uh, is crazy. I had it with... He over It's getting worse. Like, when he was a, a first year, I thought, okay, this is kind of cute. He's excited. He's got all this knowledge because he just played. No, it, it, I'm over it. Totally over it. agree with you. 
Yeah, it, it, I want to say it's t- it's getting hard to watch, and I feel bad for Greg Olson getting the shaft too. Yeah, from, he's oh, really good. He's fantastic. So well, and Jim Nance having to sit and try to oh, get a word in oh edgewise my. with that. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I you know I don't want to get political, but I say hashtag get lost to shootings at parades. Oh, uh, you I used to. I, you, you guys Dear are taking all three Lord, of mine. What are we yeah. doing as a society? Again, I don't want to get get on any soapbox, but hashtag get lost to shootings in general, parades and children. Ugh, yeah, that awful. was how how awful was that? So I'm just gonna hit the trifecta. I was gonna hit the shooting. I was gonna hit the the Riley situation. And, and, of course, the Trubisky. So they, they all can get lost. Well, it's been a great year with you guys. Uh, I look forward to a great year ahead. Don't forget that we're moving back to 6 o'clock next week. And you can always download our podcast on Thursdays. For Dave Glass and Dave Herzing, I'm Bob Anderson. Thank you for joining us on Under Review on Connect FM.